Welcome, ladies and gentlemen. Oh, it's so good to see you guys again. It's been a few days since I've done a live stream, and as you might be able to tell, I've got somewhat of a new setup here. So I'm not using the old live streaming program that I used to use. It was called StreamYard. It was all right. It's really basic. You might notice a lot of live streamers out there who use it because all their streams kind of look the same, but I didn't want to use them anymore because it buffered too much and it was too basic. So I went back to OBS which is what I'm using now, and I'm using Restream with it, so we're going out to DLive, Twitch, and Foxhole all at the same time right now, but OBS is just, there's more functionality with it, and I got this sweet, like, keypad with buttons and stuff, so I can switch the cams just like this. Got different scenes and articles to go through and different things like that, so hope you like it. I really like it. It's a hell of a lot easier for me, and... It might take me a few episodes to get used to it, but it'll be fun. We'll be able to make some good live streams this way. And good news, since this is so easy for me and everything, uh, I'm going to still stick with three live streams per week, Monday, Wednesday, Friday, typical days, but I'm going to move it a couple hours earlier. I'm going to do them at 3 p.m. Pacific now. Today's obviously Tuesday because I'm kind of just trying this out and getting back into the swing of things, but tomorrow I'll be streaming. 3 p.m. Pacific, 6 if you're on the East Coast, middle middle of the night if you're elsewhere around the world, I don't know, but uh, 3 p.m., Monday, Wednesday, Friday. So anyway, guys, um, this is draining my battery, though. <laughs> that is something that I am learning right now is that all of these programs at once are absolutely destroying my battery, so I might have to, uh, I'm going to have to go hit up the electronics store and get a better one. Uh, let's see. Getting back into the groove of live streaming, going through the news, I want to talk to you guys about some stuff regarding crypto, and we'll take a look at some of the latest news about the Wuhan lab leak as well. You know, there's been so much coming out about that. It's like, it's tough. There's news stories every day, a few of them. Uh, we'll take a look at a few other things too. A few other things too. We're definitely going to talk about UFOs, you know, <laughs> with articles coming out every day about that as well, and... Uh, Good old-fashioned psyops, good old-fashioned just lies, clear disinformation we're being told by the fake news complex about that subject as well. Um, before we get into it, though, I do need to just shift the freaking... Oh, no. I need to plug my... Uh... There we go. Okay. Plug the power in a different slot so my computer doesn't die on me while I'm live streaming. Uh, let's get into it now. So starting off with these articles, I want to talk about this story that came out uh, today, really, about the FBI in concert with a few nations uh, law enforcement busted basically a crime ring that operated around the globe. This wasn't just one nation, like I said, multiple nations in on this. We had the FBI in America spearheading this. And Australia was in on it as well. Looks like the UK had some busts, but basically it was called Operation Trojan Shield. And the FBI, the reason they called it Trojan Shield is because it was basically a Trojan horse. So the FBI purposely put out thousands of phones and uh, undercover, and they sold the phones to 
criminals in these networks as basically being like made by criminals for criminals, <laughs> and they claim to be encrypted networks and all this stuff. Uh, it was an app on these phones called Anom. Anom spread to 12,000 phones, and for 18 months, this these criminal networks were using this app on these phones, not realizing that millions and millions of their messages were all going to the FBI. <laughs> they were all going to the FBI. So, got them. Got them. Uh, pretty hilarious to see. And I wonder, you know, this was dealing with international drug kingpins and uh, arms traffickers, drug traffickers. I mean, here's a few photos of some of the other arrests in Australia there and some supposed influencer with like guns and meth on her and they found McLarens and Lambos and motorcycles and sniper rifles like everything so I wonder how high this really goes you know and it really makes you wonder um I, I do believe there's still some good positive elements in the FBI there it's just of course tough to weed through it and figure out which ones are good guys and bad guys but anyway epic fail there <laughs> with all those criminals with that one Whoops. Next story. Let's talk about Hunter. Hunter's a racist. Andy's trending on Twitter today. Not only is Hunter a racist, but Twitter got him to trend. So somehow the Daily Mail looks like they were the ones to break this story. Somehow they acquired text messages uh, from Hunter Biden. Text messages from as far back as 2018, it looks like. And Hunter was talking to his lawyer calling his lawyer the N-word as a, I don't know, joke, colloquialism. I guess that's what Hunter does. And ironically, these text messages surfaced just a few days after Joe Biden was there in Tulsa giving a speech decrying racism on the 100th anniversary of the Tulsa massacre. So how convenient for this timing. <laughs> Almost seems purposeful in some way. Ooh, Hunter. Hunter, Hunter, Hunter. What kind of... I wonder what deal he made. Like, uh, his laptop coming out and these text messages and all this stuff. I wonder if I wonder if Hunter made a deal behind his dad's back. And that's why a lot of this stuff might be, might be coming out. But bad news for the Bidens. And bad news for Bitcoin, too. Ooh, it's just, it's not been good for crypto these last month, six weeks or so, almost two months now. It's just, can we get a break, man? Can crypto get a break? So first off, we have prices tanking, Bitcoin down 10 15%. Many altcoins are down that much, too. And they are falling from news that the uh, hackers of the Colonial Pipeline had their assets seized. Now, remember, these, these hackers uh, wanted Bitcoin for their so-called hacking, and news came out a few weeks ago that the Colonial Pipeline paid them some, you know, a few tens of millions of dollars worth of Bitcoin for that hack. That's what we were told, okay? That's what we were told by the mainstream media. So, again, that's the official story. If it's true or not, don't know, official story, but news broke yesterday, or this morning even, this morning I guess, that uh, the U.S. federal authorities seized $2.3 million of that Bitcoin 
from an exchange that this Bitcoin was on. It said that the FBI was able to access a private key for one of these wallets, and that's how they got it. So, all right. Let's get a little bit more information on this story by checking out one of Code Monkey's posts here on Telegram this morning. He was checking out the actual FBI affidavit regarding this, and he's got some thoughts on it. He noticed this particular point right here. FBI affidavit explaining how they ended up recovering the ransomware bitcoins was released. The FBI watched the suspects try to launder the Bitcoin through different addresses until the Bitcoin landed on an exchange. The redacted section is the name of the exchange that the hackers used, so we don't know which one. From there, the FBI simply contacted the exchange and asked for the private key to the coins. So that's how they nabbed it. Uh, nevertheless, this freaked some people out. They sold, price tanked. Um, that's just a dumb move by these hackers, right? So there's off, it's often said that Bitcoins used by criminal networks like the dark web, blah, 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 because, you know, it's not tracked. Well, it's not exactly true. You can track cryptocurrency because it's on the blockchain, which is a public ledger. So you have addresses, although you just don't know who's behind them. And you can't exactly crack the private keys to these particular wallets unless you have an in to do that. Apparently, since these Bitcoins were uploaded to the exchange, the FBI just asked that exchange that's blacked out right there that we don't know. And then the exchange gave it to them. So uh, cryptocurrency is more open than a lot of people realize, but it's also... Depending on, you know, you got to be careful where you hold your coins. If they're on an exchange, they're not exactly yours. They're the exchanges. And they're not yours until you withdraw them out of that. So you just got to know what you're doing when it comes to crypto. And I'm not pro-crypto. I'm not anti-crypto. I look at cryptocurrency as being a tool. And it's a tool that can help you or hurt you. It's as basic as that. A lot of people are using it to hurt themselves because they're getting into it without knowing what they're doing and making dumb moves. A lot of people are also using cryptocurrency to really help themselves and get themselves some financial freedom. So that's my view on it. And Trump's view is that cryptocurrency is not so good. Donald Trump claims Bitcoin is a scam. This was yesterday in a video interview on Fox Business. Trump says... Bitcoin's a scam, says it should be regulated very, very high. Trump also saying he doesn't like crypto because it's another currency competing against the dollar. Essentially, it's a currency competing against the dollar. <laughs> oh, man. So, okay. This is another thing that's, you know, rocking the markets, upsetting some people. Although, on one hand... You got to understand, whenever Orange Man says something is bad, there are still, there is still a contingency of people out there who will do whatever the opposite of Orange Man says. So, crypto is bad. Oh, crypto must be good. Fake news lies to us. Oh, fake news must be telling the truth, right? There's still some people out there with that kind of mindset, right? And we still have a mainstream media that has at least a marginal amount of power 
with the narratives they can create. So Trump's still, you know, being careful with a lot of stuff he says. And the way I think of it, it's like I compare his crypto statements to his vaccine statements, more or less, because the people who are anti-vaccine, if you want to call them that, the reason they hold those beliefs is because they've done their research and nothing is going to change them out of those beliefs. So when I look at crypto, the people who are into crypto, most of them have researched it thoroughly. They're into it. Nothing is going to change their mind. So Donald Trump can say whatever he wants. The people who are into crypto and are investing in it are doing so regardless of whatever he says, even regardless of whatever Elon Musk goes and says. And Trump, you know, what would happen if he did come out and publicly supported cryptocurrency? It would get, you know, it would get destroyed. The the deep state apparatus would just go after it. So Trump still has to do careful wording with a lot of stuff he says. And we can't go and assume what people are saying are their actual beliefs they're holding behind the scenes, right? It's a it's a world of illusion we're in. So I don't know. Those are just some thoughts on it. It is so ironic to me that he says, essentially, it's a it's a currency competing against the dollar here. <laughs> like, that's, yeah, that's the point. We want a, cons- a currency to compete against the dollar, don't we? So, you know, I think Trump knows that. I think he's just being very careful here with his wording and his uh, sentiments that he's putting out publicly. Doesn't bother me. Uh, although it is a pain in the ass. Jeez. Come on, man. All these lame excuses for cryptocurrency with Elon Musk and his climate change bullshit and, oh, criminals use it and it's bad, okay? It's just, can we get a break, man? Can we see some green in those portfolios soon? Yeah, I don't think the whole bull market this year is over. It's just getting drawn out, obviously, a lot longer than some of us want it. So, Moving on from this, let's go now into, I think my next tab is still on Trump. Yeah, so he just put out this statement like literally minutes, minutes before uh, me coming on here and doing the live. So, statement, congratulations to the country of Nigeria who just banned Twitter because they banned their president. So the Nigerian president got banned off social media there. So they went and just straight said, screw you, Twitter. More countries should ban Twitter and Facebook for not allowing free and open speech. All voices should be heard. In the meantime, competitors will emerge and take hold. Who are they to dictate good and evil if they themselves are evil? Ooh. Ooh. Hot damn. I agree with that. And uh, interesting line there when he says competitors will emerge, of course, We're all waiting for Trump's social media platform, which, come on, I think it was just a month or two ago where we heard it'll be a couple months, so hopefully soon, hopefully soon. Uh, Telegram is, you know, where a lot of us are at. That's pretty much the only one I'm allowed on these days. Telegram, Gab, and Clout Hub, actually. You know, speaking of which, since I'm running low on options here, uh... Telegram, Gab, and I will start posting on Clout Hub as well. I will link my uh, Clout Hub account down below this video uh, after I upload it on, you know, BitChute, Rumble, etc. I'm going to start linking a Clout Hub link down there and posting some stuff on there. So, 
Yeah, interesting stuff right here. Interesting. We'll see what happens. So next article, next uh, topic here. Let's actually talk about the audits. Audits going on still in Arizona. And it looks like we have some other states who are really interested as to what's happening in Arizona and possibly, potentially, maybe, hopefully, doing some audits of their own. So here we have Major Patriot on Gab. Uh, he looked like he was watching Steve Bannon's war room this morning. And during Steve Bannon's war room, they announced that the head of the Republican Party of Nevada. Uh, sorry here. The head of the Republican Party of Nevada, Mike McDonald, just toured the Arizona audit floor and wants to duplicate that there in Nevada. Not only that, but somebody noticed this was taken, I guess, during the live stream. Uh, Pepe, Naked Pepe, of course, is an <laughs> added addition there. But uh, these are members of various state governments, state senates, I believe. Not only did we have, what did Major, Major Patriot say here, Nevada, but I read that the with some uh, state representatives from Wisconsin and was it Georgia the other state or Pennsylvania uh there are numerous states their representatives were there at Arizona looking at what was going on and are hoping to looks like recreate or duplicate what's going on there in other states so no doubt the fake news fake news media they nervous they're getting nervous about this uh I mean, how many hit pieces can they write? We'll see. <laughs> we'll see. And we'll see what kind of crap comes out about all this in the coming days. Uh, only about like a week now, I think, until the Arizona audit is completed, right? Am I getting that right? You guys, you guys let me know in the chat. Uh, I'm not sure exactly how much longer they have on that one, but we'll see. We'll see. Okay. Moving on into a particular story that we're going to fact check. All right. <clears throat> good old, good old Sather fact check. And it kind of bums me out that, that I uh, got to do this for the Gateway Pundit. But hey, no, you know, in the search of truth, there should be nobody that stands in the way of that. It's either true or not. It's either, you know, on point or not. And usually the Gateway Pundit is great. They are one of my more favorite sources for tracking more political, election-related news because they do cite their sources, say that where they got stuff, specify if they just heard something or if it's rumor or where it came from. You know, their journalistic standards are higher than usual, the rest. But this is not the case with this article this morning. So it went very viral. This claim, this report, alleging that General Mike Flynn dropped a powerful video this morning of Donald Trump warning dishonest and corrupt evildoers of what's coming, something to that effect. Now, the Gateway Pundit also posted this alleged video that Mike Flynn allegedly posted to their Rumble account, right? Powerful warning from President Trump to the evildoers, the gloves are off. And 
this was claimed to be posted yesterday. Here's the thing. The Gateway Pundit got duped by a fake LARP Telegram account. Yeah. This is it right here, and you can even see the post, the video, everything. Yesterday, this account, which is not General Flynn's actual account. This is a LARP one. This is a one of the fake ones. This is where the video was posted. Uh, the Gateway Pundit didn't even say that they got it on Telegram or what account it was posted to or anything like that. You know, they just went with that headline and it went viral. And then uh, they even ripped the video, posted it through the Rumble. Meanwhile, this video, so that like black and white Trump speech, that's from a prayer breakfast that he gave in February of 2020. So this Trump speech, it was a real Trump speech, but it was from almost a year and a half ago and posted to a fake Telegram account that, you know, got them. So point being here, you got to be careful with Telegram, man. It's just, it's such a pain in the ass on that app and it's such a mess. But uh, yeah, and ironically, as this uh, comment here says, people are actually spamming the real General Flynn Telegram account with the fake Flynn channels. I've seen that. There's a bunch of bots on there even spamming Flynn's real account with the Flynn fake accounts. And also, you can... Well, here's the thing. What I noticed with a lot of these fake LARP Telegram accounts is that they will promote the absolute shit out of them, probably have bots doing it too, and they'll get like 20, 30, 50,000 followers, and then all of a sudden you'll see a bunch of ads posted for Trump coins. It's It happens every time. Give it a couple months, they acquire a few 10,000 followers, and then boom, Trump coins. And you gotta understand how lucrative it really is. Like People will awesome, often ask themselves, why would people do this? What? Why are there so many bots on these platforms? And why, why fake these accounts? And why are there the LARP accounts? Well, not only does it help the deep state's disinformation campaigns, but whoever the heck's behind them can make a good amount of money. They can make some money, whether it's uh, just being paid for ads or whether they are the actual owners of the companies that the ads are for themselves. It's just grifting. It's grifting to the max. And honestly, what's weird is that some of the same LARP fake Telegram accounts pumping the Trump coins, I've seen some real influencers pump Trump coins on their Telegram accounts too. I'm not going to name any names right now, but I, some of you guys out there probably know who I'm talking about. It's like the like influencers themselves, their actual Telegram accounts, they've started pumping Trump coins. So... Oh, God. It's just a mess out there. It's just a mess. Be careful. Be careful, everybody. All right. Moving on here into some of the latest stories about this Wuhan lab leak. Uh, like I said earlier, there's just so much coming out about it that it's tough to keep up with. I've really only, only started plugging back in and getting back to the grind uh, over the past like day. So I'm still catching up with a lot of stuff. Catching up with these comments over here, too. I'm still... Uh, it, it might take me a minute or two to learn this OBS and this new system I got. But anyway, Wall Street Journal today 
Last night, coming out with this report, this morning, last night, a U.S. report found it plausible COVID-19 leaked from Wuhan lab. This is going to be a no-shit Sherlock moment for many of us. We've been saying that this is probably the case for the last year, year and a half, right? But, I, I mean, thankfully, the idea is starting to get out there into the more mainstream world. It would be nice to have those posts and videos back that places like Twitter and Facebook censored, right? They censored us a year ago for claiming it was bioengineered or came from a lab, and now look. But uh, that's that, so more supposed reports claiming it's plausible. That's great. We've been hearing that for a minute now. What's going to happen from it? I don't know. Let's hope something. Uh, Daily Mail here. Chinese military scientists filed a patent for a COVID-19 vaccine before the virus was declared a global pandemic and worked closely with the uh, bat woman at the Wuhan Institute. Huh. Who? <laughs> Can't. Okay. Not only were we shit on, many of us, a year and a half ago for suggesting that COVID-19 probably leaked from a Chinese lab, that new P4 lab, lo and behold, in the Wuhan province. But, uh, Many of us, especially me, I got a lot of hit pieces written about me for this one. How many of us suggested that there could have been patents already filed for different coronaviruses and vaccines and things having to do with that nature? <laughs> yeah, 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 we did. Uh, there's that. Yesterday, World Health Organization official says they can't force China to give more information on COVID-19 origins. Well, yeah. Who owns the WHO? Freaking China, the CCP, more specifically, you know. We got to be technical with these terms. <laughs> well, duh. CCP's not going to force the WHO to give more information about the CCP virus that leaked from one of their own lap. Duh. Moving on from that one. Uh, now getting into some chlorine dioxide news. So... So, ho, 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 ho. Oh, man. I saw this yesterday, and it instantly set off the alarm bells in my head. So, in, oh, what country was this in? India, I think. This was in India? I want to get this right. Oh, son of a gun. I don't think it's giving me the country here. Uh, somewhere in Southeast Asia, I do think this is India. Uh, but a large factory broke out and 17, 18 people died. Now, here's the weird thing about this particular factory. What did they produce? They produced chlorine dioxide tablets for water purification. But as hopefully you know by now, you've been following enough of what I've been saying lately and just researching what's really going on out there. Uh, chlorine dioxide is also often used for, let's just say, internal purposes by humans to kill the bugs. Kill the bugs. Uh, you know, Starship Troopers reference. Kill the bugs. Yeah. It just seems like something's fishy here. Especially because chlorine dioxide has been getting a lot of 
press lately, more news, more people are talking about it, finding out about it, and how chlorine dioxide can kill viruses and bacteria. Yes, it can, very effectively. So, something fishy looks like is going on here, for sure. Speaking of more press for chlorine dioxide, here's a a uh, interview I've seen getting shared around quite a bit today from the Stu Peters show. I'm not familiar with Stu Peters. Never heard of him before today, but if he is doing interviews about chlorine dioxide, uh, good on him. Go Stu. So this particular doctor here, Manuel... Uh, oh God, I'm not even going to try with his last name. Not even going to try it. So this doctor, he's from Mexico. He is a part of an organization that has been talking about chlorine dioxide for months now and is using it on patients there to treat them for COVID in Mexico. And this is going pretty viral, you know, good interview. Glad it's getting more attention. Enough attention that dumbasses like Will Summer. Oh God, Willie Will. <laughs> oh, he's probably bitter for me trolling him there in Dallas. So here he decided to do another article. QAnon at a crossroads. Leaders try to rein in the crazy. Rein in the crazy. So of course he wrote about me in this freaking thing, trying to uh, you know, trash me for trying to well, of course, lately I've been talking a lot about the clickbait, right? And that's one major fight I've been in is trying to help people see the clickbait, see the disinformation out there, right? Just look at this flat earth garbage. Look at this quantum financial system garbage. Look at this, you know, the med bed garbage, the I have insiders, my my sources say garbage. It's like, come on, come on, guys. Come on. Let's, you know, hone those discernment techniques. Be careful. Uh, I guess, I guess it upsets Will Summer that I try to have more journalistic integrity that than not only, you know, some people out there, but him. Ha! And of course, he's writing about Ghost Ezra in this article. Uh, the, you know, really ridiculous Telegram account with like 300,000 followers. Most of those are probably bots. So, uh, you know, just posting about nonsense. And then, <laughs> yes, Will Summer writes here, uh, Sather promoted the non-existent medical benefits of chlorine dioxide, a substance the FDA says is equivalent to consuming bleach. So clearly Will Summer doesn't know jack shit. And I mean, let's be real. The bleach must have like been on Will Summer's face. That dude is like white as a ghost. I, I've seen him. I've seen him in person. It's just, he just like doesn't show up. <laughs> So, come on, man. Come on, man. And the hit pieces are coming out about Q, too. We've got uh, Will Summers' dumbass, you know, just another day with him. But, ooh, WAPO here. I think this was today. Yeah, this was today. He wore a QAnon shirt while chasing police on January 6th. Now he says he was deceived by a pack of lies. Oh, man. Oh, man. So... This guy's name is Doug Jensen, and let's see if they post his, like, iconic photo in this article. It doesn't, like, look like they did. Shoot. So, Doug Jensen, he was there in the Capitol, like, in the building on 
uh, January 6th, and there, there's this iconic photograph of him, like, yelling with his arms outstretched like this at a cop, I think, and he's got a Q shirt on, a Q on his shirt. So, of course, he's being used to connect Q to violent insurrectionists and violence and all this stuff. Meanwhile, I shit you not, I found this on one of Andy No's posts. Andy No, who is the uh, Asian individual who follows Antifa, right? Andy No, you're familiar with him. So, I found this post, and I've got to go scroll through my database and find it again, or maybe scroll through his Twitter, but I swear Andy No posted a photograph of Doug Jensen at a climate change protest like last year. I think it was in Minneapolis. So Doug Jensen, this dude, like this guy right here, I I would bet you a hundred bucks that he is not an actual Q supporter. He's probably never read a drop in his life. You probably ask him what eight coon is, and he would have no freaking idea. Is probably a paid protester, and I wouldn't doubt if he was used. <laughs> His shirt was probably brand new. It probably still smelled. George Soros, you know, probably mailed it to him the night before. Said, "Hey, put this on in your protest, right?" So it's the kind of false flag garbage that the media is doing, obviously, to paint us as looking like nuts. Does that dude look like a Trump supporter to you, Q supporter? I don't know. But he looks like he needs Rogaine, let's just say that. And moving on to to Forbes. Again, today, Q hasn't posted in six months, but some Q followers still keep the faith. It's not about Q's posts, all right? It's about Q being a back-channel way that Trump and certain patriot white hats around him were getting ideas, information, and statements out to the public, to the world at large, while Trump was in office, right? Is tr- is Q done? Who knows? Maybe we'll never get a Q post again. Maybe we will. But the idea of Q is not dead because we still have Donald Trump there, correct? And Q and Donald Trump, at this stage of the game, the way I still see it, go hand in hand. Trump was clearly involved in the operation, more of probably like an oversight, just getting briefed on the matter. Um, but, I mean, it's going hand in hand. So, sure, we don't haven't had Q posts, but you can still read the Q drops. And if you still look at it from the mindset of like, wow, okay, we had this president in office at the time, Donald Trump, and him and those around him were getting these messages out to the public. Many of them, if not all of them, are still absolutely relevant. And it is incredibly clear these days. Actually, the best thing about Q right now, I'm talking about now, is that, oh, it so helps weed out the grifters and the clickbaiters and people who don't know jack shit from those that do and don't grift and, you know, do know what they're talking about because you can just tell when getting into a conversation about Q, who is not familiar with the drops and who has never read them before and who is just using Q to grift with. There's a lot of those out there, you know. They'll put where we go wa- where we go one, we go all logos on their website 
and maybe mention Q in some of the interviews they do and use Q to bring in followers. They weren't there three or four years ago. They weren't decoding drops. They don't know jack shit about Q. And speaking of decoding, that's another problem these days. Just I'll just finish this up briefly, and then we'll get to talking uh, UFOs here. So um, that's another problem these days, is that there are all these decodes flying out around out there. And it's like, dude, okay, Q has not posted in six months. So what the hell are you trying to decode? All right? And I do think that there are some LARP and fake Telegram accounts, disinformation Telegram accounts that are just like pulling together the most random shit to try to make a decode, and then they post it out there, and that's the stuff. That is the counterintelligence, the infiltration type of shit that is confusing people new to Q, new to the ideas around it, new to what decoding is or was, right? So in my eyes, I'm like, what are you, what are you trying to decode, right? I mean, it's just, it's kind of, e- even well-intentioned people, it's just kind of a fruitless endeavor. You could be spending your energy so much better elsewhere than like spending all this time trying to, trying to reach and stretch and form these totally subjective ideas into like, oh yeah, this is what Trump meant by posting at this exact time because we're connecting this time to this Q drop and oh, we have like, it's just, anyway. Anyway, it's bad, it's bad. That's why I gotta talk about it so much. And that's why some of these, you know, blue check mark shills out there don't want me talking about it because, oh no, let's bring some more legitimacy to the Q movement, we can't have that. So last subject here, let's get into the idea of Q. Excuse me, not Q. UFOs, QFOs, yeah, yeah, that one, UFOs, so the New York Times printed this article, Uh, I'm going to do a standalone video on this, actually, probably work on it tonight or in the morning, but uh, I want to talk about it briefly here real quick, because I have not yet online, so New York Times puts this out on the 3rd, that was just a few days ago, US finds no evidence of alien technology in objects, but can't rule it out either, that's the headline of this, but What they're really trying to do is put out this statement right here. It says, uh, well, let me get you some background to this story the New York Times printed. So, as you probably know, next month, or I guess later this month, we're supposed to have this government UFO report come out, right? Which, are they really going to tell us anything? I doubt it. It's probably going to be a bunch of lies. Anyway, the New York Times got a scoop. They got a scoop on this government UFO report. And this is their scoop. And their scoop they got from, big freaking surprise, senior administration officials briefed on the findings of a highly anticipated government report. So, as per usual, the New York Times has unnamed anonymous sources, okay? Just want to point that out here before we proceed. And the main points they were putting out in this article, they basically said, well... It could be China or Russia, these UFOs. We don't have evidence as aliens, but we can't rule out aliens. That was a that was all their word salad psychobabble they tried to, you know, bring out. Here's the main point. I didn't even get to it yet. Here's the main point they tried to BS us with in this article. The report determines 
that a vast majority of more than 120 incidents over the past two decades did not originate from any American military or other advanced U.S. government technology, the officials said. That determination would appear to eliminate the possibility that Navy pilots who reported seeing unexplained aircraft might have encountered programs the government meant to keep secret. Could be Russia. Could be China. We don't know. Could be aliens. We don't know. But what we do know, for a fact, 100%, point blank, full stop. I, 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 I just want to say the, the term full stop makes me cringe every time I hear I can't stand it. Anyway, what they do know for a 100% undisputable fact is that these are not American. <laughs> Ah, put all your laugh emojis in the chat, everybody. Oh, man, put all your bullshit emojis in the chat. Come on, man. Come on. And the saddest thing is that this is getting eaten up by freaking everybody. Everybody is eating this shit up as if the New York Times would be reporting the truth to us, you know? Not only are all these standard, like, gatekeepers of UFO disclosure trying to sell this bullshit to us and, you know, claim it's fact, but... We also have just the rest of the media apparatus, and not just the media apparatus like Politico, New York Times, CNN, Washington Post, etc., but the Scientific American. Experts weigh in on Pentagon UFO report. The vast majority of examined incidents were not caused by U.S. advanced technology programs. Oh, yeah. Oh, son of a bitch. There it is. What, I've, what have I been telling you guys? Not, not just for weeks, and not, not really just for months. Like I feel like I've been saying this exact thing for years, that this is what they're going to BS us with, with this limited hangout disclosure. This right here, this exact thing. I've been saying this shit for years, all right? And here's the crazy thing. Like, ooh, hold on. This was posted the third. I need a calendar here. Let me bring up a calendar. I was in Dallas on the, when was my talk? The 30th. One, two, three, four days. Four days before this. Hold on, where is it? Give me a, this New York Times article was printed. Four days before that, I was on stage in Dallas at that conference. And literally, one of the main points of my talk was that this is exactly the lies we're getting from the fake news media. My point was, what the fake news is going to tell us is that could be China, could be aliens, but there's no way it's American technology. I said those words exactly. Four days later, the New York Times prints basically exactly what I said they were going to print. It was like, when I saw this, I just laughed. And I, I really didn't, I, I kind of feel like they were talking to me. <laughs> I'm just kidding, but uh, no, really though, like, it, it was kind of impressive to me that four days later, boom, here we go, this exact BS that they're trying to BS us with, so that's that, and that's pretty much all I have to uh, discuss with you guys, so